All right, all right, all right, all right. So, okay, so wow, um, what a crazy week. Thought I could bring you something <laughs> uh, more pleasant. Um, you've heard enough about this coronavirus. Uh, at least I hope you've heard enough to stay vigilant and safe and healthy and do what they're recommending in terms of uh, protecting yourself and others and all that kind of stuff. But I'm not going to beat you over the head with it uh, because that's kind of what's happening. And always remember that fear is a virus as well. So yes, it's real. Uh, but what we do with it is up is all, also ent uh, entirely up to us in terms of protecting ourselves, which I hope that you're doing again. But, uh, but let's not just lose our minds and it just it kind of feels like 2020 has been postponed <laughs> until 2021. Uh, anyway, uh, but that's all I'm going to say about that because, again, you hear about it enough. This is supposed to be a, a relief from that, a break from that. Um, but it's it's hard. You know, obviously I don't want to ignore it. And uh, let me segue into something. So I just returned from Las Vegas. And uh, what's so funny is that... Uh, I really think I might have been at perhaps maybe the only concert that was happening in the entire world. I uh, want to give a shout out to uh, my man Aaron Wills, uh, a.k.a. Peanut from the band 311. Uh, they were having their uh, biannual event. Uh, you know, you got to love it when a band is so cool and popular to have their own freaking holiday. Uh, the band 311, you know, 311, March the 11th have their own holiday and they celebrate this with these uh this this giant show that is now a, a three-day uh extravaganza and they had it in vegas and i just happened to be out there as well working on some other stuff and uh uh they were so kind uh, to extend an invitation to come to the shows uh i've had a long uh history with those guys uh primarily of course with uh with with, with aaron and and uh, and Peter Raspler, who was part of their management team, uh, wanted to give them a, such a great uh, sense of, of, of my, my gratitude uh, and what a good time that was. Uh, I feel like there might be a little bit of pushback. Uh, there's people out there that are like, hey, you know, let's blame the 311 fans because uh, they weren't smart enough to stay away and, and uh, or the band was too, like, all that is, let me just say, all that is bullshit. I was there on the ground on Wednesday. The world was normal somewhere around Thursday night towards the middle of the second show. That's when the world kind of decided to kind of shut down. So they were like, well, we can scrap the third show or we can just kind of continue and kind of wrap up here and, and uh, as we intended and then kind of get back home. And that's what they did and good for them for doing so. And the shows were great. Uh, I met a lot of really awesome, ambitious, just wonderfully kind people, uh, and it was a neat experience for me. I, I uh, know the old 311 stuff from way back in like 92, um, and I'll talk more about this. I'm actually planning on doing a really uh, fun thing called A People's History of the Experience because um, for me, I was definitely the minority, which, you know, back in the day, I would have been like the flag bearer, you know, like way back in like 92, of course, when they were just kind of getting, getting their footing, uh, they were that band for me and my friends that like were ours. Like nobody knew, nobody, literally no, nobody else at our school or, you know, and that's kind of important when you're that age, you know, it's important to kind of have something that feels like yours and, and, you know, I don't mourn that when those bands get popular later because that's just punk rock revelry to, to deny them that. But, uh, but yeah, but so around 92, we just kind of stumbled upon them. They were actually opening up for a friend of ours band when they were, they didn't even have a record out, nothing. And, uh, you know, they just had like some like, you know, demo or something they had, they had put together or printed on CD and, and I thought they were really good and they were really nice to us. And this is a little tiny bar actually in Fort Worth, uh, called the hop. And so, um, I ended up buying one, and next time they came to town, they came to Dallas in this little joint called, uh, it was called the Old Main Bar, it became the 21st Amendment, and I think it's like a restaurant now in Deep Ellen, but anyway, so it just kind of became our, like, fun little secret, uh, and so from 92 to 96, I was, uh, you know, all in, and, and for no reason or no fault of the band, for whatever reason, after 96, I don't know, just things happened, you know, I was a young person, and... 
Uh, and it really wasn't until many years later, I think it was like 2010, uh, when um, uh, Aaron, again, Peanut from 311, was is a really big fan of uh, the band Ween, and I was working with Claude Coleman Jr., uh, the drummer from Ween at the time, and and so we were able to connect, and uh, and he, you know, he came out to, to he always goes out to the Ween shows, and and then he invited us to come out to a three eleven show, and I was like, wow, yeah, three eleven. I that I haven't thought about that name in at that point probably about fifteen years, uh, and ever since then I have uh, they you know I try to stay in touch, and uh, Aaron is and I did a really fun video at their studio called the Hive in Hollywood last year last April. You can find it on our YouTube channel on Tricky Kid TV. And, you know, I'm working on a documentary about another band right now, uh, not Ween and not 311, uh, but, uh, and uh, Aaron will be featured in that. So for you 311 fans that are happen to be listening, that'd be something you can look forward to. But, uh, yeah, I had no idea it was such a, a big, big thing. I mean, this is a band who has their own their own holiday, their own thing, and it was a, a neat thing to be a part of, uh, especially during uh, such a great escape, a well-needed escape during all this insanity. And and whatever resentment that it's breeding in terms of, of its uh, th- thing to, to spread, that I believe that's, that's, that's total nonsense. I mean, again, I have the way of proving that, um, and I'm not saying take my word for it, uh, but just as somebody that was there... Um, and and what's what I'm I can only can tell you from my perspective of what I was feeling not because I want it to be true, uh, but simply for the fact is is that uh, I applaud them for letting the show go on that that third and final night, um, and I think that we're all better for it. So, and hopefully I am right about that. But uh, anyway, got a great show for you. Uh, again, we want to if you're interested again in the three eleven thing, go to www.tricky-kid.com. I've got lots of great pictures, and we do this great uh, people's history of that. But uh, the focus uh, this week is I'm going to be doing, you know, I'm coming to you from uh, just north of Dallas, Texas. Uh, And, you know, I grew up in this area, and so it was time to kind of focus a little bit more on the Dallas music scene. Uh, And I'm going to start doing a series called the Dallas Music Series, and this this is volume one. We got the Taylor Young from the Taylor Young Band. He's been in a million different other great bands. Uh, a lot of them have a lot of ties to Dallas Fort Worth, such as Deep Blue Something, Leon Bridges, and the like, and uh, the O's, and many, many, many more. Uh, shout out to uh, Irv Coelis and Idol Records, uh, one of the best uh, in, in sustaining local uh, indie labels uh, in Dallas. They've been, they've been, golly, Irv's been doing that for it has to be close to. 30 years now, at least 25. Uh, anyway, um, and hand-drawn records, uh, also uh, right here in Dallas as well. So I'm, I'm excited for you to, to hear from Taylor Young and to hear uh, new music from his album, Mercury Transit. He's going to be our focus uh, this week, and I'm looking forward to, to jumping right into that. Uh, before we do that, I want, wanted to thank our sponsors want to thank Blackstone Labs. Uh, man, I've been doing this kickboxing thing that's been just paying dividends for me. I feel so much stronger. Uh, I'm eating better. You know, I just had a birthday. I just turned 46 last week. And uh, man, it's, it's it, I'll, I'll be honest with you. It's not a cheap thing to do. I, it, it, it's, it sucks that in this country at this time that healthcare only seems to kind of go to the highest bidder. Uh, and also kind of tends to kind of go for, you know, overall general fitness as well. If you're, if you're want to do fitness, you have to dedicate yourself to it. And you also, it's also a financial commitment, which could be, you know, that's, you know, I wish that could be for everybody and, and maybe one day it will. I don't know if I will be somebody that could champion or somebody that could make that happen, but I am somebody that would always would champion for that. But I'm doing this kickboxing thing with Rockbox Fitness, uh, here in Frisco, uh, and I'm, we're sponsored by Blackstone Labs, who uh, their whey protein is just, I feel so good. I am stronger. I feel healthier. I'm eating right and just being prepared. You know, we got our new baby coming in May, and I just want to be in the in the best possible shape I can be to to take on this challenge. Uh, you probably heard little Milesy there in the background uh, a few minutes ago. He's our 19-month-old and the absolute love of my life and uh, the most wonderful just gorgeous child I've, I've ever i've ever seen um and he makes my life 
better and bigger and larger and just uh, he amazes me every second. I love him so, so much. And uh, and, to, and and I'm so blessed to be married to his mother, who is uh, the best mom that uh, he and I could both hope for. Um, so let's go ahead and uh, rock on here. Uh, this is Taylor Young uh, with the Taylor Young Band. Uh, check them out. The new album is called Mercury Transit on Hand Drawn Records. Uh, so let's welcome Taylor Young. Hey everybody, this is Neil Fallon from Clutch, and you are watching Tricky. Are you, are you watching or listening to this? Uh, you can, you can, do, you can do both. Okay. <laughs> Tricky Kid TV. Tricky Kid then, TV. Then. Then we'll All right. I'm always making things more complicated than it has to be. You. <laughs> hey everybody, this is Neil Fallon from Clutch, and you are watching Tricky Kid TV with Roy Turner. Hey there, everybody. This is Neil Fallon from Clutch, and you are listening to Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner. And then we'll do a little clapper thing there, and then we'll do it again for audio, and we'll jump okay. on in. Hey there, everybody. Welcome to this week's edition of Tricky Kid Radio. I am your host, as always, Roy Turner. Sitting across from me uh, is a, an awesome up-and-coming artist, uh, Taylor Young, with a Taylor Young band, who is about to, or this is already released, is an album called Mercury Transit. Taylor, welcome to Tricky Kid Radio. Hey, Roy. I'm happy to be here. So, okay, so listen, I wanted to tell everybody, uh, because the show is going to air uh, right now to those that are listening, it'll actually air tomorrow, but get your asses down to Legacy Hall in, in Plano. It's right outside of Dallas. If you remember uh, the old Deep Ellum Live, which was now Canton Hall, uh, it's those folks are, are, are a part of this. It's a great venue. Have you played there before? I have, I have, and they, uh, you know, they have a lot of people working there that were also at Granada Theater. Before that, so it's a very, uh, very it's a Dallas great stage. Yeah, it's, it's it's good good vibes being there. Good, good. So t- tell our listeners, there's a, quite a few connections to other, some other kind of like legacy of, of Dallas in terms of bands. Uh, there's a connection to Deep Blue Something, uh, Leon Bridges, things like that. Talk to me about about that. Sure. Yeah. Um, my buddy Toby Pipes, who has been my close friend for about 25 years, is one of the two lead singers of Deep Blue Something. He's the guy that plays the guitar. His brother plays the bass. Um, Toby is my bass player, and he's my producer. Okay. And uh, he's living out in College Station now, and so I would drive out to College Station, about a three-hour trek down there, and, uh, you know, he has a bunch of great mics, a bunch of great outboard gear, and we recorded the entire record in his house. Um, I also played drums for Deep Blue Something last year in Europe and England, so I've known those guys for a long time, okay. and I'm trying to keep this record all in the family, if you know what I'm talking about. I see. Okay. Okay. <laughs> um, of course, Dallas and uh, Gus Nashley, people remember their hit, of course, Breakfast at Tiffany's sure. way back in the 90s and sure. all that. Uh, and so, so you played drums for the, uh, a recent tour of theirs in Europe. Yeah, last year they needed a drummer, and I, I uh, in my past life I was a rock and roll drummer and has, have toured this world as a rock and roll drummer. And uh, after I kind of stopped doing that and checked all the boxes as a drummer, I formed a band called The O's and had that for about 10 years, and then this is my first solo record. I see. Okay. Okay. Yeah. Did the O's have something out on a on a on a local Dallas label as well? Yeah, we had a we have four records, and then two of those were out on Idle Records. We put the last two out ourselves. Okay. Um, and you know, it's a it's a different sound than what I'm putting out with uh, Mercury Transit, and I'm really 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 happy to kind of be landing on this sound because it's man, it's totally me. Yeah, no holds bar. I'm just doing exactly what I want to do, and I'm so freaking happy about it. <laughs> yeah, you're fi- you're finally the chains are off. Well, yeah, right. Well, Irvin Cruellis from Out of Records is one of my closest and dearest friends of, of 25 years. He has been one of the biggest supporters and fans of this show. I I guarantee you, he's listening right now. Hey, Irv. Yes, there you- <laughs> we love Irv. <laughs> uh, yeah, the best. He's the best man. Um, and so we've also have been big supporters. I'm sure you probably will see an Idol Records sticker around here somewhere. I see it right there on the left. Has yeah. a little Texas with Idle Records on it. There you go. So, <laughs> uh, so, so, so you're so you know you're very dialed in deep to the city. 
how much of that had an influence on what this feels like, what this sounds like, all that stuff? You know, I you know, there's a and I'm not saying that this record is or is not country or is or is not pop or is or is not new wave or whatever you want to call it. I'm not sure what it is. It it is Taylor Young band Mercury Transit. I um I think that this record is more just what I grew up listening to, all the pop stuff that I listened to. But I'm a guy from Dallas, Texas, man. You know, yeah, right, I'm, I'm right. a Texan. I was born and raised here and slightly educated here. And uh, so I think that that part of Dallas comes out in the music. Um, but I do think that we're doing something that uh, nobody in DFW is doing, kind of a, a different approach, a different sound, a fresh sound. So, you know, it's totally Texas. And, and totally everything else, too. Right, right, sure, sure. But so, but for you, you've always been kind of, like I said, kind of like, you know, the drummer or maybe a utility player or just part of a collective. Sure. I'm sure you always had these aspirations to finally just do you. Yeah, for sure. Entirely you. Yes. So what took so damn long? <laughs> well, I, you know... Uh, I spent a lot of time on the road the last uh, 15, 20 years of my life, right? right? right. And I think that touring is important. You know, that's how a lot of bands make all their money now. You'll see all these kind of revival tours going down, and those are going down for the main reason that it's a way for these guys to be earning money because people don't buy records anymore and streaming doesn't pay very well. Yeah. So, um, you know, I've just been busy, man. Yeah. And, and, but while I've been busy, I've been writing and I write a lot. And I already have the second album queued up with, you know, 10 extra songs. We left about 20 songs behind on this first record. Wow, okay. And um, we'll see if we revisit them. I usually don't like to revisit, but if a song gets stuck in my head and it's one of my old ones, sometimes I bring it back in the fold. Okay, yeah. okay. I'm, I'm looking at the album cover right now. And, yeah. And uh, this, uh, this is very, very cool. So... Talk to me about this, and we'll have links to this and pictures of this up on our website, of course, on TrickyKid.com. Of course, it's Tricky-Kid.com. If you haven't already subscribed to us on iTunes and Spotify, wherever you can get all your great stuff, uh, we're going to be playing some songs uh, from Taylor Young Band from the album Mercury Transit. What am I looking at right here on this cover here? Okay, so that is a... uh it's a bed, right? Um, it's a bed in a room, and uh, there's a lot of uh, reasons. There, there's a lot of things around the bed, but it's actually a picture of uh, one of Frank Lloyd Wright's rooms, and it's a architect that has some history here in Dallas. I, I actually worked in one of his buildings, uh, the Dallas Theater Center, when I was much younger. That's kind of near downtown. So, um, a friend of mine, Matt, took the picture. Uh, Ryan Short was the artistic director. We went through a lot of ideas. This one felt on many levels, like the right way to go. And I'm so freaking happy where we landed with it. You yeah. Know? It, it makes me feel how I want people to feel when they pick up the record right, right. and get into the music. For sure. So. You know, and because, you know, there's so many times where things were, you know, it's like, like David Lee Roth says, you know, it, it has to look how it sounds, man. You sure. Know? Sure. I like that. <laughs> you know, <laughs> yeah. and, and, uh, it, but when you, you know, as a fan of vinyl, we were talking about that before we, we came on air and, uh, and uh, you know when you're when you're flipping through the the record bin, um, you know, I was talking with Brian Slagle from Metal Blade Records uh, in Vegas a few weeks ago. He was our last guest on the show a couple weeks ago. I was telling him how is growing up also in Texas um, before the internet and all that sort of things that I would I was the mail order guy. Like I would look through like Rip and Hit Parader and all those old old magazines. Oh yeah, and I would order records just based on how they looked. Right, because I didn't have the ability to hear them. I couldn't. You know, I bought Venom's Black Metal just because I was like, Hey man, whatever that is, I want like, it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> Count me. Yeah, I'm all in. Right. Yeah, you couldn't just pull it up on your streaming, listen to it, see if you like it, and then buy the physical copy. You just right. had to. You had to commit. Right, right, for sure. You know, and now that you don't have to do that. It's kind of it's kind of cool that people still want to buy records, and the reason why I still like buying records is a because I always have, but b it's like okay, first of all, you can't roll a joint on a download, right? Like, uh, you know what I mean? One thousand percent, right? You actually need uh, need the actual physicality here, but uh, but like for example, like like if you look behind you right there, you see that uh, there's a there's the the Prince uh, 1999 vinyl box set is right around the corner there. I'll bring it out for you. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. So okay, it's like I've heard those those songs my whole life, but it's like you can have a record that you can you know you'll never talk about, you'll never hold, you'll never actually. Now 
I get it that if I was didn't come from a generation of where I never had to feel like I had I had to own it in order to actually experience it. That I understand. Right. But now that you have a choice, you can have a choice of either, you know, just listening at your convenience or actually having to now make an effort to want to do it. So when, when, when I see artists do this and make them want to hold something in their hands and have a record that they'll remember and they'll talk about and all the fun different colored vinyls and stuff, sure. that to me is somebody that it communicates to the fans that you care about what you're doing. Absolutely, and you can't skip. The, you can't skip songs on the record, you know. There's side A, there's side B. Yeah. You know, you're in for five songs, whether you like it or not. And yeah. um, there's a reason why we order songs the way we do on records. Right. And there's right. a reason why we pick songs. So this isn't just throwing stuff on and moving on to the next thing. You know, I, I think about these things a lot, for better or for worse. Um, and then with the vinyl thing, you know, vinyl's outsold CDs, I think, for the first time last year. And we're so lucky to have hand-drawn pressing in Addison, in DFW. Right, right, right up the be, road here. Right yeah. up the road, and that's who my record label is, Hand Drawn Records. And they just became the largest vinyl manufacturing plant in the United States. I think that they were number two, and then Jack White's lacquer plant burnt down yeah. a couple weeks ago. So every single release that you're going to see on the shelves coming up here pretty soon, they're all manufactured. Right here in DFW and hand drawn pressing, yeah, yeah. I, I, and I, that's you know, even without the, the unfortunate thing that happened with, with Jack White, sure. uh, our thought, of course, everything, uh, you know, uh, to all of our friends and family that are in Nashville, I'm sure you know, using tour musician, I'm sure you know at least one. I have, or, I have or, friends or and family up there, right? Yeah, and so I've been thinking about them a lot, getting through these hard times. For sure, we actually have a a, uh, a donation uh, part on our page uh, at our website on trickykid.com. Uh, we'll also have links to that, um, and we'll, you also stick around at the end of the show. You'll be able to find out how you actually can donate or get involved in some sort of. Because we actually have people who are actually going up there instead of just like writing a check. Sure, if you have the ability actually to, to go up there and, and, actually, and help with your hands, exactly. Yeah, you right. Know, hold the records and and uh, and again, like I said, but even without that unfortunate tragedy, I knew the hand was on the on the move man they were, yeah. on, they were on the up so uh, they wouldn't need to uh you know uh secretly sabotage their uh, their, no. their competition <laughs> right hand drawings behind the whole thing yeah, right? sure sure yeah. i think that they already had some pretty uh big plans in the work this For year sure. and, and you know i'm i'm kind of the i'm the the first band the first artist on kind of the revamp of the label side as they're moving forward as a company I see. Okay. Well, let's play a track off of this. Uh, I'm going to let you pick, and I want you to tell me what the song title is and tell me a little bit about it before we play it. Sure. Let's just kick it off with the the very first song on the record. It's called Get Around. Um, you know, this song is kind of about karma. I feel like the, the more good you put out there, it'll come back to you whether you know it or not, whether it's in the, the form that you would wish it to be or not. And so that's why we should all just go around kind of uh, doing the best we can uh, to all the people around us. Outstanding. Awesome. This is Get Around from the Taylor Young Band off the album Mercury Transit. So we mentioned it's on hand-drawn records, uh, and it's available now, correct? Right now on uh, all the streaming services, and you can buy it on Amazon Records. or Heck, go to uh, Good Records or Josie Records and pick it up yourself with a couple other local vinyls. Outstanding. So once again, this is Get Around. Yeah. 
Hey folks, this is Brian O'Halloran. You might know me from such iconic classic films as Clerks, Mallrats, Chasing Amy, Vulgar. Anyway, you're listening to Tricky Kid Radio. Hi, this is Marilyn Gigliotti. Most people know me as Veronica from Clerks. It ain't 37. Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner. Hey everybody, this is actor and musician Scott Schiaffo, best known from the Kevin Smith films Clerks and Vulgar. You are listening to Tricky Kid Radio with Roy Turner. Uh, once again, that was Dinner Round from the Taylor Young Band off the album Mercury Transit. You mentioned how it's also, uh, you can pick it up locally. Where the those who do not live in the Dallas Worth area, if they, is it in other stores or do they have to order it directly from Amazon? Um, you know what? I don't really know the answer to that question, but I'll tell you the way to make sure that it gets in all the stores that, that are not in DFW is for. If you're listening right now, if you like what you just heard, please call your local record store and say, hey, Will you please order Taylor Young Band's new record, Mercury Transit? My distribution will get the message, and you will get some in your local store. Outstanding, outstanding. So we know the connection to Deep Blue something. We talked about that. Uh, another person that's just exploded over the last couple of years, of course, is Leon Bridges. What, sure. is, what is the connection to your band to that? Well, you know, um, we kind of started off as a uh, three-piece. The core TYB is a, is a three-piece. It's myself, Toby Pipes, who we talked about earlier, right. um, who's my bass player and producer from Deep Blue Something. And then uh, my long, my longtime friend Josh Hoover is my drummer. Um, you know, the drummer thing was a big deal because I used to be a drummer. I right. trust Josh. I've known both these guys for 20-plus years. So we have the, the bones. We have the core of the band. Um, I, I have a way that I play guitar. And I'm not a, a, a lead ripping dude, right? right. That's just not my thing. I do play lead on three of the songs. But there are the other seven songs that I really felt needed to get kind of amped up. Um, I always write songs with these solo sections, not knowing what's going to happen during those solo sections. Um, so in comes Kenny Wayne. Uh, Kenny Wayne's been with Leon since 2014. He used to be in a band called... Uh, um, uh, I'll get into that later. Okay. Um, but, uh, but this is not Kenny Wayne Shepherd, just to be clear. No, not <laughs> not Kenny Wayne Shepherd. He uh, Kenny used to be in a band called the Orbans uh, from Fort Worth, from DFW. I, I know those guys. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I love the Orbans. And um, I've known Kenny for a long time. Uh, I thought that he fit in the group right. And I liked his vibe. I liked the way he played guitar. And, you know, he did a really, really, really great job on this record. And then other than Kenny playing on those seven songs, guitar... Toby and myself played every single other instrument. So I do all the drums, acoustic, electric guitars, singing, and then Toby plays bass, keys, all the background vocals, and produces it. So we just needed that that extra little thing that wasn't just Toby and myself. And, right. and Kenny really knocked it out of the park. Oh, outstanding. You know, it's funny because you mentioned about, about you know, the, the drummer becoming coming out to the lead. Uh, a couple of examples, of course, obviously the first one people, of course, would think about would be, of course, Dave Grohl from sure. Nirvana doing the, where is that I worked uh, in towards about touring the world. I toured for many, many years uh, with, uh, of course, familiar with, with the band Ween, right? From oh, Virginia. yeah. Yeah. So there, I, I managed and worked with their drummer, Claude Coleman Jr., and he had a solo band called Mandala. Right. And, uh, and so I spent many, many <laughs> years uh, of my life with that whole camp. And, uh, and I can remember one of the challenges for, for Claude was that and being a drummer, especially a drummer in a band like that, you know, having to come out front, it's like, when you think of when you think of Wayne, of course you think of you know Mickey and Aaron, of course Dean and Gene. Sure. Uh, so for him to you know, are is there any challenges that you have had in terms of like trying to think less of a drummer and more as a front man? Because I cause I know that that was that was a, a challenge for Claude that he completely overcame and and totally killed it with it. But I know that that, that was something of like how do I get out from behind the drums and come out there with a guitar and my voice and sure. and me be the focus. Talk to me about that a little bit. Yeah, well, you know, I um I think that I went through those growing pains um when me and my friends started the O's, right? So I, w- I was a drummer. I went directly into the O's where I played acoustic guitar, and I just did that for about nine years. And we got to tour the world many, many times over. Um, and, you know... I mean, let's be real. The first the first year of that band's career, I didn't know what I was doing. I didn't know how to plug pedals in. And on, to make it even more difficult, I was playing guitar and kicking a drum and singing throughout the entire thing. So I had a lot of opportunities to do the wrong things and, and learn, learn how to do the right things. Um, so to answer your question even earlier about why did this take so long, you know, 
I think I had to work through a, a lot of things and I had a really good time doing it. And I, I, at this point with this band, I feel very confident every time I go up to the mic with my guitar that has a lot to do with my experience and has a lot to do with the guys surrounding me. Right. Know? Sure. Sure. Um, so is there any song on the album that where you actually talked about that and, and wrote about that experience? Now, uh, what experience? Well, in terms of like, 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 kind of like, okay, the timing is now. The timing is right. Right. Uh, here we are. I'm, you know, almost like 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 a coming out party because I feel like there's something a little bit lyrical, maybe autobiographical, somewhere on this record about this. Sure. Yeah. I mean, I mean, there's a lot about me. There's a lot about the people I know, and there's a lot about some stories that you know have popped into my mind because I think in the past my songwriting has been so about me. And it's always about me. And I know that people do like that side to get to know the, the singer-songwriter. Um, but, you know, I don't like to talk about myself all the freaking time. <laughs> right, right. You know, there's a lot of other things to talk about. There's a lot of other subjects to approach. So, you know, I think there's a lot of different meanings for a, a lot of these songs. And I'm sure, I'm sure that that subject matter is in there somewhere. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Well, I uh, so before uh, we're gonna, gonna gonna pay some bills here for a second and, and thank our sponsors. We want to thank Blackstone Labs for uh, the whey protein. If you're interested, interested in fitness and getting involved, check out Blackstone Labs. Uh, their their new isolate whey protein is a is a total killer. I'm totally totally all about it right now. Uh, you know, I'm a, I mentioned earlier, I'm a new dad and uh, I got a new baby coming on the way, so I got to get in shape. Yeah, here. man, and very so, exciting for you. Congrats, by the way. Thank you very much. Sarah. Appreciate that. And so so Blackstone has been keeping me on track. Also, we want to thank Rockbox Fitness here in Frisco, Texas. Uh, they have a great kickboxing program and they will kick your ass. They are <laughs> have been uh wow, my life has been transformed. Uh I was somebody who was always very skinny my whole life, so I never had to really uh you know, I could just eat, you know, junk all day or, or even once a week, you know, and sure. being on the road, you know, it's hard to, to eat well and, and 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 so it was something I really had to start concentrating on recently so shout out to again our sponsors with uh, rockbox fitness uh blackstone labs uh and also uh we also wanted to give a shout out to sansible they're a uh if you're gonna do the boxing thing whether it be with rockbox or mma whatever you want to do if you have a need for boxing gloves even if you're on home check out sansible they are awesome they have a new pair coming out uh in a collaboration with a new star wars film you actually could own a pair of r2d2 gloves what Yes, and so uh, anyway, uh, check us out again. We're on all the streaming platforms. We are on, uh, of course, Pandora, Spotify, iTunes. Uh, we are on. We want to thank. We're now part of the iHeartRadio family. Uh, very proud to be part of that. And again, make sure you subscribe. It's free each week, uh, and you'll get shows just like this each and every single week. So, uh, once again, uh, Taylor, you mentioned about that. Uh, how this is the, the the right place at the right time, but there's actually a song on here called "The Wrong Place at the Wrong Time." <laughs> Tell me a little bit about that. I will, man. I was, uh, you know, each verse kind of comes from a, a different space with a, a all enveloping purpose there. But um, I'll talk about the first verse. Uh, I was playing at a place called that used to be the Armadillo World Headquarters in Austin, Texas, right, yeah. off Lamar, um, and. Uh, we, uh, I was sitting at the bar, we we're about to play, and I was talking to the guy that ran the place in the 70s, right? And uh, he was talking about trying to get to the show, and he was a fan of, of one of my old bands. And we sat at the bar, and we had drinks, and he was talking about um, his old van and it breaking down. And I don't know, something about that story kind of stuck with me, and so I kind of took, this is one of those moments where I'm not necessarily talking about myself, but I took that. And then I kind of built a story around it. Okay. You know, and then that goes all the way through that song to the last verse where I'm talking about, um, I won't, I won't name him, but a, a guy that I used to be in a band with a long, long, long time ago and something that he kind of had to face and overcome. And I approach all of this subject matter with a little bit of comedy because we can't be freaking that serious all the time. <laughs> right. And I certainly have other moments on this record where I'm being very, very serious. So, <laughs> well, well, this is a good ladder side here. So this is, again, this is wrong place at the, at the wrong time on the album, but there has never been a better time or a better place. 
uh, than right now uh, right. to hear this music. And if you want to hear it live, again, get your asses down to Legacy Hall. It's tomorrow night uh, on March the 12th, uh, right outside of Dallas in Plano, Texas, right next to us here, here in Frisco. Yep. And that whole complex is cool. There's a lot to do. You can get something to eat, go shopping. The whole the whole thing, the whole is, thing. An, is an experience. Yeah, right? it's a free show, too. Yeah, And so that's really awesome. Um, and then we go on at about eight o'clock. And if you haven't been out there before, it's a awesome complex. If you like craft beer, they got a million different kinds. Yeah. If you like light beer, they got a million different kinds. They got every single kind of food. And then we'll be up there. Yeah, right. Exactly. Yeah. So again, so this might be the wrong place, wrong time song. But again, we I can tell you where the right place and the right time to be is tomorrow night. So once again, from the album Mercury Transit, this is a Taylor Young band. What's up? This is the infamous serial wax killer, Beastie Boys DJ Assassin, Mix Master Mike, and you're tuned into my man DJ Tricky Kid. Don't be a clown, don't sleep. Check it out, y'all. So, what can we expect for tomorrow night? Like, who is all rounding out the lineup for tomorrow night? Um, okay, so it's just going to be us up there. Right. Um, and, you know, I'm actually going to have a different guitar player on stage with me, the great Taylor Tatch. Okay. Uh, Taylor lives out in. Um, 
he lives out in Dripping Springs, Texas, and has this really cool recording studio out there. I actually, um, he's one of the few people I still play drums with. He has his own band. And so uh, I have called Taylor in. I've known him for about 20 years, and he's doing some shows with us this weekend. Toby will be up there singing with me. Okay. Uh, And then Josh will be back there on the drums. We're going to have vinyls there. We're going to have some T-shirts, some koozies, some stickers. Um, I will try to mostly play songs, but I like to talk a lot on stage uh, because... You know, again, music's supposed to be fun. Yeah, yeah. Well, yeah. Also, the storytelling. You know what I mean? I, I was always a big fan of that VH1 storytelling uh, series because Absolutely it was do. always like when people could like, uh, you know, in between songs, you kind of keeps you engaged. And I've always have been kind of the you know like. I don't want them to talk the whole time, but the people that get up there and don't ever acknowledge the audience, never other than to, to say that maybe the city that they're in. Sure. I've never felt a connection to that. You know, it's the people where it's like, you know, I know this might sound like a weird connection, but the first one that comes to mind, believe it or not, is actually Paige Hamilton from Helmet. Uh, you know, they're playing these crushingly heavy, heavy songs. But when I think about going to see Helmet live, I think about how funny he is. I think of, I think about the storytelling and how f- and like I can't wait to hear the music. I can't wait to see Paige. I can't wait to see what he's going to say between you sure. Know, that to me is that that gets me out of the house. Yeah, right. Yeah, yeah. It's yeah because it's not about just standing up there and going through your songs. I mean, you know, you could do that. You could listen at home and watch people just go through your songs. It's um, it's about connecting. You know, all this is about art. And music, it's about connecting with right. each other. And right. so we're all in it together. I'm just on a plat, like a physical, physically on a platform <laughs> above everybody else. Right. But we're all on the same level. You know what right. I'm saying? And I do want to say something about Paige really quick. I got to open up for Helmet in Joshua Tree at Pappy and Harriet's, which is one of my favorite venues in the world. And um, they were like, man, a bluegrass duo opening up for us. And I was, I was waiting for the next comment he was going to make. Mm-hmm. And he was like, I'm so freaking thankful that they didn't put us with another hard rock band. I don't want Helmet Jr. to open up for Helmet. I like all kinds of music. Right. We hung out with them all night long. We ended up going to their uh, show, I think, in Santa Cruz. I forgot where the other show was, but hung out with them again all night. Love those guys. Paige is an awesome dude with great stories. Yo, dude, he is... <laughs> And that, that that venue as well, and and, and I love hearing that too because because I know that about him. And of course, you know you probably know the song Sam Hell from that closes the the Betty record, which oh, is yeah. a total like slide guitar, you know, uh, front porch type kind of thing going. Um, yeah, again, because you know, when, and, and obviously you know the jazz influence with with him. But yeah, at the same time, you don't want to hear like three screamo bands opening for the. the you want to kind of no. mix it up, especially there. Sure. I've had uh, some great, great experiences. One of my uh, longest, oldest, dearest friends uh, lives just around the corner from there. His name is Dave Ketching. He was in Queen of the Stone Age. Sure. And Eagles of Death Metal and has a long history with the band Caius. And he runs a studio out there called Rancho de la Luna, which is uh, where a lot of the all the Desert Session stuff. And uh, we're talking about, about Foo Fighters earlier. If you saw the Sonic Highways um, HBO special where was Dave great. was going to each individual studio. Um, Anthony Bourdain did an episode there where there, you know, so lots of history in that part of part of the world. So I, I'm so glad that, that that you got to experience that, and and I'm sure multiple times, right? Absolutely, I mean, yeah. yeah. I, we ended up going out there a lot. I have a lot of uh, great connections. You know, Tim Easton used to live out there, and I didn't. He lives in Nashville now, but it was a pain for me to bring my kick drum that I kicked while I was playing all the time. And so I had to call him up and I got a kick drum and a pie from his wife. So (laughs) it it was just all, it was always good when we went to Joshua Tree. We always had the best time there. (laughs) There's a whole, just a whole completely different breed out there. Absolutely. Uh, uh, Shout out to uh, my man, Brent Bjork. Of course, he was the the original drummer for for Caius and he's been one of the most prolific people ever. And he throws a, uh, a festival each year called Stoned and Dusted. You might've saw it when you walked in. There's a poster right here from last year's where it was headlined by, uh, by the Melvins and Fu Manchu. Oh, yeah, man. Uh, yeah, right there in the backyard of of uh, of Pappy and Harris. You know, you have, you have the indoor, sure, and then you have the outdoor. And they just recently, Dave just recently did a uh, a a uh, 
uh, a benefit out there for our buddy BOC, Brian O'Connor from Eagles of Death Metal, and he's having some health issues and stuff. So it's so great to see that you're dialed in, not just to Dallas, but you're dialed into, you know, you, you know, you, you, you get in where you fit in, right? Absolutely, you know, you know I mean? man. And if there's pie involved. Yeah. <laughs> I I come had, on with that. <laughs> I, I have no pie for you, but I did have, have, have the bubbly. If you, uh, uh, I don't know if you got, got a chance to try that, that warm uh, uh, pineapple water that I. Uh, <laughs> I'll say this I can't wait. <laughs> <laughs> I bet you can't. Uh, so you know, to, to, to wrap up here real fast, I wanted to ask you one more thing. Was it Monica mentioned something to me about how uh, was there some sort of in the round concert last night or something? What what, what is she talking about there? Oh yeah, we did a little. Um, you know, this is funny. I think a lot of songwriters usually start off doing open mic nights. Right. Okay? Yeah. Yeah. Sure. Yeah. Um, I did my second open mic night in my entire songwriting career last night um and it's because my buddy taylor tatch who is in town playing shows with me he kind of put together something at a place called opening bell with uh, another friend of ours steve and so it was really cool because taylor since he was in town and doing this brought a lot of our local friends and artists to play together last night so we all just took turns nice. jumping up there playing two or three songs drinking beer um, talking about old times, talking about new times, uh, new friends, old friends. It was a really, really great night. Um, and I'm so surprised that I made it here on time. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, for those of you that are streaming this, it's about 8 o'clock in the morning. Uh, and, you know, and as you know, we don't really normally do the show this early. Uh, so I was so, so uh, you know, uh, grateful to you to be able to come and, and do it here at the home studio and, 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 and join us here. Because, again, because we were going to do it tomorrow, sure. uh, right before the show. But actually, you have a pretty cr- crazy day. And I actually uh, am flying out today. Uh, shout out to our friends. One of my best friends plays in that band, 311. And today is March the 11th. And so, uh, you know, you got to have your own holiday if you're in a band, right? Yeah, sure. Yeah, you know what I mean? If you, I, you need to to start, point, I need to start shopping. Right, exactly. <laughs> when you get to the point where you have your own holiday. So uh, they do a thing. Um, I think they do it every other year because it's such a massive undertaking, right? Um, on March the 11th where they'll do these, like, seriously, like these, like, five-hour, when I say that, that's not an exaggeration, like a five-hour show. Well, the guys are a little older now, so they'll either be, or also at least are being smart about it and splitting it up into multiple nights. And it's, and it's become this uh, massive thing where fans come from all over the world and, and, the, and it's like 311 vacation weekend thing, right? That's awesome. I, and I got to be honest, I, I know him uh, separately from the band, uh, again, uh, through the, the wing, his favorite band in the world is Ween. And so uh, and uh, so I didn't know anything about it. And uh, and so this year, um, I'm also going to be in Vegas um, because I'm working on a different project uh, on the band King's X. We're actually working on a documentary right now for with the band King's X. Oh, so, yeah, that's awesome. So he was like, hey, man, you got to come out. We're doing this thing. It's uh, like and it's our 30th anniversary as a band so like if you know uh so great uh um invitation there wanted to thank that so so i i Appreciate you uh, re- coming here at eight o'clock in the morning so that I can go see three eleven in Vegas tonight. So. Hey, I appreciate you having me on, and I really had a really nice time chatting with you. Totally, man. I always enjoy meeting a, a, a from Texas singer songwriter, road dog, somebody that, that has put in the miles. We've all done that. We've all been there. Still doing it. Again, King's X is still doing it. Uh, So in terms of longevity uh, and heart and wanting to put something out on vinyl uh, and do it well, I'm going to, we're going to close the show uh, with one more song, but before we do that, uh, where can people find you on the interwebs and any sort of thing that you people need to, to know to find you personally and or the band sure yeah you can just go to www.taylorjoungband.com and then all of my instagram twitter facebook is all taylor young band i try to make it as simple as possible (laughs) so you can find me so we can all party together yeah that's right exactly (laughs) well i want y'all to to, to pick up this record so y'all can get drunk and fuck each other so uh (laughs) and and what would be the song what's the fuck song on this taylor Man, so many, right? There's so many to choose from. It looks like there's one called Drinking that closes out the record. So, hey, let's 
let's let's do that one. Perfect. So we're going to close out the show with a song that closes out the record. This is Drinking. We hope you're having a great spring break uh, and you're drinking. This is a great record to listen to, to have a couple of drinks with, with, with a few friends. Again, go to the show tomorrow night. It's going to be March the 12th at Legacy Hall in Plano. Uh, get this record, man. It's so good. It's awesome. It's it's made from from a, a, a genuine artist, man. You're a, you're a, you're a, you're the real deal, Taylor. That's why we were excited to have you on the show. Uh, and but most of us don't get up this freaking early. So I uh, <laughs> so again, you know, you're ready to put in the work. Once again, we want to thank uh, all of our sponsors. We want to thank Taylor Young and take the Taylor Young Band. Uh, so make sure you support. Uh, this vinyl movement. We got a record store day coming up right. uh, uh, in. Is it was it in May? Right. That's it's right. In, yeah, and so if you haven't got it, if, you, if the next time you go to a record store is on record store day, check out uh, Mercury Transit on hand drawn records. Uh, and again, Taylor, thanks for coming. It's my pleasure. Want to thank Taylor Young for for joining us, uh, man. We don't normally do the show so early in the morning. Uh, I mentioned the three eleven thing at the beginning of the show, and uh, I was flying out that night. So uh, anyway, uh, so I just want you to check out Mercury Transit from the Taylor Young Band. And before I get out of here, I wanted to mention that while I was in Vegas, I just re- returned from uh, from ToyCon uh, in Vegas. And what a glorious time that was. Again, a great escape from all the kind of the nuttiness and maybe the last con for a while. Um, but uh, if we have to go out with a bang, boy, did they ever. Um, one to thank uh, Michael Bernard and fe- our fellow Motley Crue fan and artist, Michael Bernard. He is uh, from the uh, from Tops. Uh, he's drawn all types of great stuff. He even did the, the show. Uh, poster for uh, ToyCon in Vegas this year, which is a fantastic uh, retro thing. It's got everything from an Edat Walker to the Slimer to Cobra Commander and Megatron, Rubik's Cube, Skeletor, all the things that I love as a kid from the 80s. And again, I mentioned this would be the only men- uh, time I would mention the, the, the whole situation at the beginning of the show, but uh, Michael made or has already made a garbage pail uh, card called Corona Iris. You gotta love it. I might be the only one that has it, but uh, I grew up in the '80s, so I am obsessed with the Garbage Pail Kids. And so, what they were having was Gross Experience 2020. Uh, so this, you know, almost every con you go to, there'll be kind of a bit of a focus. Like they'll book the entire cast of Lord of the Rings or. Harry Potter or something, and that kind of takes over. This one was Garbage Pail, uh, which is right up my alley. So I I grew up obsessed with them, and which is kind of also strange because I don't really like gross stuff, but uh, Garbage Pail Kids are the greatest thing in the world to me. I will always have a spot in my heart. I still buy them. Uh, they're still going. Tops is still making them. They kind of came back, I think, about 2012 after a long absence. And there was a great, great presence of Garbage Pill Kids there with lots of uh, the former artists uh, in the house uh, over the years that have drawn some of my favorites, uh, like Michael Bernard uh, and a few others. Uh, there's a great dude there. Uh, he goes by the name of, of, uh, of Floyd Man. He's Robert Floyd Sumner. And he also has managed to do something pretty cool where he's doing Garbage Pill style um, but as like rock stars and he has a series called the rocking dead. Uh, and it's just fantastic. It comes in like, kind of like a, the cards come in like a bit of a roadie case. And there's like a collector's series called like, you know, the groupie edition. It, it, it fits and checks off all the fun boxes of all the little, uh, puns and innuendos of, of the music industry in the vein of, uh, you know, them being like the rocking dead, but also, uh, like Garbage Pal. I think there was a David Lee Roth one that I tried to get from him. Uh, just great, great, great stuff. Check out uh, Robert Floyd Sumner. Uh, he can, is at, uh, let me see here, planetfstudios.com. Check him out at, at planetfstudios.com. Uh, golly, there's so many to mention. I always like to support the indies. Uh, you know, of course, I love Spider-Man and, and the, all that kind of stuff in Marvel, but the people that really need it, I come from punk rock, so the people that really need it are those underground artists. Um, 
that are, you know, the guy at the table that's just self-financing. He has a dream and a passion. He's putting his own time and money. He's there. Those are the people that are going to get my attention, especially if it's great work. Uh, I saw a book called Venus Rises. It's an original sci-fi series by J.G. Birdsall. Uh, and he and I had a great talk Um you know, one of the things that it's hard to do when you're independent is to make your book look constant because it's, it's pretty much a two-year commitment for the artist, right? So if you're the writer and you're not an artist, how are you going to get a guy to commit two years when you can't pay him the two years worth? So that's why I love this. Anybody that would be the artist for this is somebody that, that loves it, that's, that's making an effort to make it happen. Um Check out Venus Rises at venusrises.tv. They're also on Facebook, under Twitter, and Instagram under Venus Rises TV. Uh, I can't say enough of how much I enjoyed uh, that, and I picked up the, the first edition uh, of that. And you'll see all of this on our website at tricky-kid.com. That's trickykid.com with a hyphen between tricky and kid. Um, also, there's a really uh, cool guy named David Chambers. He's doing some really cool stuff called Kaiju Graphics. It's a graphic design. He's a, a pinup artist, rock and roll, and like metal apparel. Uh, he does these prints that are like 3D that are just dynamite. I couldn't believe how, how great they look. And it's all kind of like hot rock babes with guitars. It's right up my alley. Uh, check him out. He is under Twitter on Kaiju Graphics and under Dave Kaiju on Instagram. It's Kaiju Graphics under Twitter and go to artstation.com slash Dave Kaiju. Uh, again, shout out to Dave Chambers for, uh, for that. Uh, wanted to also uh, mention AJ Moore. Uh, I picked up a, a print from him. You know, we just got the news, unfortunately, that uh, WrestleMania has been canceled, which are. I don't know, move to the Performance Center in Orlando, but which I hear is just kind of a bit of what the mob would call a beard uh, for insurance purposes, where they're actually going to have a decent WrestleMania uh, in uh, New York City at Madison Square Garden sometime in June. So hopefully Drew McIntyre, who has worked so hard to get that main event moment, will be able to perform in front of an actual crowd. Uh, I mentioned that because there's a guy named A.J. Moore that was in Vegas at ToyCon, who's one of the best artists I've ever seen. He does this this great like heavy metal magazine meets like pinball art. And it's primarily of wrestlers. He also had, had some print stuff. I'm actually going to try to commission him to do a, a Prince uh, piece for me. But while I was there, I picked up a piece from my girl, AJ, uh, AJ Lee. I looked up AJ Lee, and he had a cool one, but uh, the one I had to go with was Alexa Bliss. And uh, and right now, these independent artists are the people that you want to support the most. I mean, they are just like us. My wife is a independent artist. She's a violinist. All of her orchestra gigs got canceled. Um, you know, thankfully, her students are still sticking around, or she's able to do lessons via uh, you know Facebook and Skype. Uh, but you know, it's it's a tough time for, for for people that that work the way that we do with, you know, uh, you know, people that are really going for it and and as independent artists and with WrestleMania being canceled, a lot of those uh, wrestlers and events. Uh, so this is the time to support the people that you love. Uh, AJ Moore was scheduled to be at WrestleCon, um, and of course that looks like that's not going to happen. But hopefully. Um, you know, things could, you know, different plans can be made where uh, that can actually can happen around WrestleMania when it eventually really happens in New York in June uh, at Madison Square Garden. Uh, but check out AJ Moore on Instagram, man. He got some great stuff. I'll have a picture of my of my Alexa Bliss uh, piece that I picked up from him. Uh, and last but not least, I really talk about punk rock. I really want to mention this is Dusty Attic Comics. It's called Raising Comic Hell, and it's this this couple. I, I'm assuming that they're a couple, like they're together. I don't know if I don't I don't think they're brother and sister, uh, but I think that. Uh, but regardless, that doesn't matter. Uh, but William Snyder and Diana Davis, not the Diana Davis that's been on our show in the past, the GI Joe uh, historian that you can see on our YouTube channel at Tricky Kid TV. Go to YouTube.com and check out Tricky Kid TV. Great new video that we have uh, of Diana Davis, who's one has one of the largest collections of original art of GI Joe, uh, and one of our great friends, her and, and her husband Cullen Davis is also an artist for IDW Publishing for GI Joe and also a master home brewer. Uh, our brew this week is brought to you by a local uh, um, 
uh, beer company called Community that we love, 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 love so much. And their signature beer is called Mosaic. And they have a new one, which is a double dried hop called DDH Mosaic IPA. Uh, and cheers to you guys. So this is not that Diana Davis, but, um, but just... Uh, is cool just the same and what's so cool about it is that they do Dusty Attic comics out of their own home I mean that's as punk rock as you get and their prices were the best you know you go there and there's like all these show prices and bullshit um, and it's just that it's like found comics Dusty Attic comics where they buy and trade and they do this because they love it uh, Diana was so wonderful uh, hands down my favorite person that I spoke with uh, the entire weekend at the con, uh, and just has a real passion for it, and just a great person, and I really enjoyed speaking with her. Um, so I want you to support them. Uh, go to Instagram to Dusty Attic Comics, and it looks like Dusty Attic Comics sales. They have like two of them. Also, they're on Facebook under Dusty Attic Comics. Uh, check them out, man. I mean, that, that's as punk rock as you get. That's somebody. There's no way anybody would be, be doing this if you didn't love it. And hopefully, you can you can talk uh, to Diana and have the same talk that I did. All the comics that I bought at at ToyCon were from them, and it was because of Diana uh, being so cool and the whole concept of uh, of Dusty Attic Comics. I said that was going to be last but not least, but I swear I have one more. Uh, check out Inland Empire, the uh, the toy store called Inland Empire. They sell collectibles, toys, action figures. Uh, if you're thinking of wrestling, they have some really great Rowdy, Rowdy Rowdy Piper stuff. If you're a G.I. Joe fan, as you know, there's a very limited edition uh, version of Joe uh, with Rowdy Piper under the Iron Grenadier sec section. They actually have them in store there at the Inland Empire Toy Store. Give them a call at 909-528-4832. That's 909-528-4832. Uh, again, that's the Inland Empire Toy Store. All right. And before I get out of here, I wanted to mention a couple of other things here. Uh, again, you know, ToyCon in Vegas was so great. Um, there was a something else that was kind of central was not just the Garbage Pail Kids. There was a big wrestling thing. That's why AJ Moore was there. Uh, and I got to have a great talk with uh, with Fred Ottoman. He remember remember him. He was for a while. Of course, he was Tugboat, uh, and then he was Typhoon when he turned heel, and he was with Earthquake as part of a great tag team called the Natural Disasters. Uh, all you sardonic, snarky, you know, fans who watch Botchamania, I watch Botchamania too, but, uh, will of course also know him as the Shockmaster, which is a cool thing. He's totally embraced and everything else. And we didn't talk for the podcast, but, uh, we had a great talk. Uh, Fred's a great guy. I've, I've, uh, always enjoyed talking with him. Uh, he and I've had, uh, literally a dozen talks over the last, you know, 15 years. Great, 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 great guy. And Hot Wheels had a great uh, in, a footprint there. Uh, there was this um, like a, like a Hot Wheels vending machine. I guess there's like some rare. I don't. I'm not in the Hot Wheels world. I remember playing them with them as a kid, but uh, I never was as an adult. It hasn't become <laughs> my hobby. But um, but cheers to those who it is. There was a big long line for those that were. Uh, uh, there and they did this kind of cool thing where like you you know you buy X amount of tries and whatever you know that's kind of the fun of it is like what are you gonna get out of, out of this Hot Wheels vending machine? I know a lot of the wrestlers had to had to cancel because of the current situation. Uh, I think Scott Hall and Kevin Nash were unable to make it. I don't know if Ray made it or not. That's Ray Mysterio. Um, but the guy I forget his name that that was promoting all that that brought Fred in and all that. He was a great guy. And they have a great shop. I wish I had the information to plug them. But uh, anyway, I wanted to include that. And a shout out to the entire ToyCon Vegas uh, staff. They were so kind. I love that con. Uh, it's right outside of, it's not actually on the Strip. It's out, out on Boulder Highway. Uh, kind of, you know, we're like Sam's Town. And I think it was East, east Side uh, Canneries where it was. But uh, um, it's great, man. Had a great time. Uh, Jay Sullivan, who... Um, I commissioned to do this giant G.I. Joe piece he was doing, uh, which I just received. I wanted to thank him in person. He was unable to make it, um, but uh, hopefully that for those of you that were there to see him, uh, we'll be able to see him again soon. Uh, all right. Well, so once again, as always, I am your host, Roy Turner, and we will see you next week. This is Drinking off the album Mercury Transit.